One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's tough. I'm Matt Riddle. I fought all around the world in steel cages, knocking people out and breaking bones. It's what I do. So again, do you want me to knock them out or tap them out? August 1 morning, identity revealed as the MMA legend Tito Ortiz. Hello there, folks, and welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling. I am your host, Sam DiMaggio, and this is going to be a solo episode this week. Um, full transparency, don't exactly know how this is going to go. I've done a few of these. I'm never really quite sure uh, how they turn out in the end, but I like talking. Don't like the sound of my own voice, but I like yammering about the professional wrestling, and this is my outlet. We Don't Wrestling is been going on for two years, um, and before that, um, Tanner and myself did uh, the Wazim cast for a period of time, and I've always just had, and then before that even, uh, I had a podcast with Lane, uh, and we, it was called, uh, The Indie Project, and I've just have loved podcasting for a long time, uh, it has given me a lot of great memories, met cool people, um, and really has allowed me to embed myself into the wrestling fandom, and I really just want to kind of keep going and keep producing episodes, even if not a lot of people are listening to them, not a lot of people care. Um, it doesn't really uh, cost me anything to do, I don't know if I should be saying that, but it doesn't really, that doesn't affect me, so um, it's nice to be able to kind of just sit down Say hey, let me let me get some thoughts out there uh, on the sport of professional wrestling, um, and then we'll we'll figure out what happens next. Um, but I got a little, little sheet here on my Evernote. Um, that hopefully, I can kind of go through and talk about uh, kind of first up something that probably no one really cares about. Um, is me plugging stuff at the very beginning of a show. Because, um, like, why would you do that? Uh, mostly because we've got some cool things happening in this kind of bubble of wrestling. And I think communication right now among people actually discussing wrestling and not these sort of strong, not debates even, just um, it feels like sniping more often than not. And... Uh, there's, it's always been around. Like, I'm not trying to say, oh, it was better back then. Um, there just was another part of the equation. Um, as folks have left, uh, the bubble, um, it's more, uh, disagreements are not, uh, areas to be explored. They are, that's the end. Uh, and then we kind of go from there. Uh, maybe that's not true. Maybe I'm just seeing the wrong side of the, uh, of the wrestling discussion. That's just kind of how it feels right now. And when I listen to Psychology is Dead, which just released a new episode, um, Quentin hosts it. Quentin Moody hosts it. He's a tremendous host. Um, one of the best going right now. Maybe, okay, probably the best wrestling podcast host going right now. And um, him and Brock Inky have such a great chemistry. They did an episode on um, influence. Uh, and that was really neat to see the kind of their different approaches to that topic of 
influence in our space, in the kind of uh, tastemaker space, the um, folks that are discussing wrestling, as well as the business side of things, as well as uh, influence stylistically, uh, influence uh, present presentation as a professional wrestler, how you put yourself out there, and it's just a really tremendous listen, and uh, definitely go listen to that. Uh, you got a good chunk of backlog, because um, one thing Quentin does is go long, um, and I'm not complaining, it, uh, it definitely filled me with hours and hours of enjoyment, um, and stimulating wrestling conversation is something I enjoy, and it's not all jokes. It is actually feeling like meaningful topics talked uh, with focus, um, trying to actually generate not an answer, but at least get information, get sort of uh, theories, uh, express ideologies out there. And I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, we don't really have a lot of podcasts that do that these days. Um, really don't have a lot, don't have a lot of podcasts. Period. That have done that in the past. Um, I think wrestling culture uh, is always kind of my touchstone, but I think psychology is dead. It's definitely gone beyond that. Um, on the whole, as every episode is more of a discussion piece. Um, I also want to highlight ProWrestlingOnly.com. Currently, it's professional wrestling form. It has been a professional wrestling form for some time. Um, it's a really neat place for discussion. It's gotten kind of a rap as uh, being from our old-timer folks, I guess. Um, but I've really enjoyed it, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about something that occurred on board uh, three years ago, and sort of where we're at now. But ProWrestlingOnly.com is kind of ran by uh, Loss um, Charles, and he's going to be turning ProWrestlingOnly.com to a actual professional wrestling website. Well, he will be the editor-in-chief, he'll be the man writing wrestling reviews, and trying to focus uh, he's trying to create kind of a curation of uh, professional wrestling, and I don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, I know the content he's going to put into it is going to be so good. Um, it's going to be engaging. It's going to be um, insightful, and I'm really looking forward to reading uh, the reviews he's going to be putting out there. Uh, July 1st is launch date. Uh, nothing will be happening to the forum if you're a forum member or if you want to check it out for the first time. Um, I think there's a lot of knowledgeable people there who... Uh, bring different perspectives to the table. So, hopefully, um, everyone is kind of keeping an eye out on that. Um, I think we need more wrestling websites that kind of focus in on this regard. Um, I know the past two websites that I can think of that have tried something similar um, by the same person, both ended up dissolving, uh, which was unfortunate. I think um, if you can foster a community... I'm not really sure what the business of it is. Um, I don't think there's a lot of money in the professional wrestling, but I hope loss proves me wrong. Um, I think that it could be really good for the community, a tremendous resource, and I, I hope it's a huge success. So those are the two beginning plugs, I suppose, I, uh, suppose because I'm just amped up uh, on those things right now. I don't really have anything else to plug. Um, necessarily. Uh, but I also want to talk about We Don't Know Wrestling 100, kind of where we're at with that. Um, I, personally, am feeling a lot more comfortable where I am at in the project that I've had years prior. 
So, in case you don't know, the We Don't Wrestling 100 is a community list of the top 100 wrestlers of the given year. First year, it was hosted on Wrestling With Words, which is no longer existing. Um, last year, I posted on my blog. Well, I guess it's this year, but for the year of 2017's list, uh, I was posted on my blog. Spandex are still cool. Uh, .wordpress.com. So, you can always check it out there. But uh, I have had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, comes out of the WKO forums. Uh, that I kind of became more of a hardcore professional wrestling fan uh, as they had a community list. Uh, I was selected by about 10 or 15 people uh, in a given year. And the forum process was odd. Um, you can, I don't think you can check it out anymore. But um, one of the ways you could... you entered access to the board would be answering a question like, do you prefer John Cena or Hoshi Tanahashi? Um, and I, I don't know if I ever saw anyone answer Tanahashi, um, but my guess is that if that happened, they weren't allowed access to the board, um, which was very odd and really ex elitist and really elitist um, for professional wrestling fandom. Uh, but that is what it is. It did kind of have a very strong taste. Um, it was definitely a list that reflected this community. And I don't know necessarily if the We Don't Know Wrestling 100 reflects that in the purest sense. Um, I really don't know what it's doing, if that's a bad thing to say. Um, originally, I kind of wanted to have that WKO 100-esque flair um, where people can use it as a resource to use it as a source of discovery, and I think that's that's what I hope it can be, but at the same time, um, the way it's going, it's not exactly going to be that. Um, it will reflect a taste of a certain sector of wrestling Twitter, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I kind of got to lean into it at this point, and I'm happy with that, um, mostly because Last year, I stressed about the We Don't Wrestling 100 uh, quite a bit, and this year, as I've enjoyed more and more professional wrestling, um, I'm kind of just being like, okay, let's take a step back. Let's understand that this is just kind of a side, this is a project. It's just a fun little th fun thing um, that I think a chunk of people do enjoy participating in um, discussing, but that's going to be closer probably to the results when people are discussing. Um, you can go to our forums. Uh, I think it's... Uh, let me check and make sure I have that information pulled up and correct. That would be wdkwrestling.freeforums.net That's the where you can go check out um, the wrestler threads and kind of discuss various wrestlers and their cases for the 2018 version that we don't know Wrestling 100. Kind of started that um, hopefully just spur more conversation. This year, I think it's kind of light right now as we're just approaching the halfway point. Uh, I think that's changed slightly. Um, and that kind of... I don't know. I don't know where that's going. I, I hope we get more people involved. Um, at the very least, on the forums. I don't expect as many people to vote this year. Um, but that's fine. Um, for various reasons. Um, but I also kind of want to talk about where I'm at my process. Um, it's very interesting this year that we don't, I don't think there's a clear number one. Um, 
on my own personal list. I don't think it's clear number one on everyone else's list. Um, I know Johnny Gargano is getting thrown out there. Almost is being thrown out there. Kenny Omega, Okada. Um, I think those are your kind of primary four. I think Seth Rollins as well. Um, those five are really being the forefront uh, runners. As someone that's not really a fan of the WWE product, the New Japan Professional Wrestling product, um, I don't really have a clear-cut front runner. Um, I think Matt Riddle and Walter are two folks definitely in the mix, but at the same time, it's very much great matches make the case. Um, it's not those little intangibles or um, these engaging max- matches that really make me go, oh, wow, did not think they could do that. Um, there's not really a surprise element to these things right now. And we have a whole half a year left that could definitely change. Matt Riddle or Walter could have some sort of match that makes me go, oh, that's that's different. That's not something I would have expected out of them. They really showed a different side of themselves, um, not just varying their case, but um, varying my perception of them as professional wrestling, what they're capable of delivering in the ring. Um, Matt Riddle has a lot of variety, uh, but at the same time, it's it always feels like Matt Riddle, um, which is it's good to have identity. It just never feels like we're... Uh, Mixing it up to a massive degree, um, I think he's having a year on better than his 2016 in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of see uh, if he can get one match that makes me go, "Yes, there it is. That's the um, that's that's the core. That's that nugget that I need to see um, to really make the case that uh, that should be my number one." I know Walter last year at the David Starr series and David Starr at the Walter series, um, vice versa, uh, that kind of elevated them um, as it was just a tremendous series of matches. really made me go, really made me think and made me just excited every time a match of theirs came up. I know some people might think it went it's overdone, and I think there's definitely a case for that, but every time I watched one of their matches, I was like, yes, fantastic. Um, then Walter has that tremendous tag work with Timothy Thatcher in WXW, where he has these matches that are super engaging, narrative-driven, um, and feel like there's a weight to them. Feels like there's um, stakes uh, to a certain point. And uh, David Sorry also has some really good work in AEW, really good work in Beyond Wrestling, really good work in CZW, where uh, he had a role. And I like when professional wrestlers have roles in a promotion, because you can really see them... Um, be them, be their best version of that role, so to speak. Um, they're embracing uh, something that makes them tap into their toolbox. Um, it's not always about having um, four-star plus matches. Um, it's about getting the most out of that opportunity uh, that they have. So, we'll see what 2018 brings. Um, a lot of wrestlers have been having a lot of good Really good matches, and I'm really excited to kind of keep tabs on Dominic Rainey. Um, for one, I know Dylan on Twitter said, hey, he probably should be my personal, Sam, uh, wrestler of the year, based on his hoot percentage. Um, and from what I've watched, he's had quite a few uh, hoots. He doesn't really have these lengthy encounters, um, and they're all they're all good to real good. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of great matches from him. But um, I'm sure that's going to come. I'm sure he's going to have a match that makes me go, there it is. Uh, just like with Riddle or Walter. So that's kind of where I'm at with the We Don't Know Wrestling 100 from a uh, organizational standpoint. 
hopefully we can get those forums keep on chugging, get more people involved, uh, have a discussion, because that's kind of something I miss, having talks about professional wrestlers. Uh, we have a the ashes of the Wrestling With Words uh, staff that hang out on a Slack chat, and we just have these conversations like I would have on a forum before, um, but it's not quite the same, I don't think. Um, I enjoy it, but at the same time, um, it's not as easy to engage sometimes. Um, but I also like talking about more niche things than some other folks, which is which is all right. I like to think. Um, I think we're still on pace for the voting, same voting period as last time. That seemed to work out really well. Um, I don't think we're going to change up too much this year as far as the process goes. Um, voting will probably be the same. Uh, you probably there'll be a fifty ballot, there'll be a hundred ballot. Um, I don't know if I'll need to make slight tweaks because I don't know based on the various uh, changes I made to the formulas to see, hey, would this really have affected the results? Um, the answer most of the time was no, not really. Uh, so we'll continue on this path uh, and see um, how that goes. I, I know I had 70-plus ballots last year, so that definitely um, gave me a better pool, a uh, better size pool. Um, really kind of changed the dynamics of it from the first year. But I still thought we had um, a good chunk of international wrestlers, good chunk of indie wrestlers creep up into the um, 100 period uh, when there was 500 wrestlers that um, had placements having folks um, in the top 50 that were not in basing their case around a major company. That was still cool to see. I still got a kick out of that. Um, but yeah, that's where they're at. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, but for now, let's hold off there. Um, one thing I did too tonight was um, go through the greatest wrestler ever thread. Some of them, not all of them, obviously. There's a lot of threads. Um, on ProWrestlingOnly.com, um, for those who don't know, um, PWO hosted a greatest wrestler ever project uh, poll on uh, 2000. I think it ended in 2015. It might have ended in 2016. Um, it went on a couple years uh, or a year and a half. I don't really remember. I probably should have looked at that before I started e-gammering, but I'm already almost 18 minutes in here, and we're just rolling with it, I guess. And it was just so interesting to see topics that were three years ago, and I remember them pretty strongly, and I was like, I'm old now. I have perspective that I don't like um, let's slow life down, but it was fun going through those threads, um, because we don't really have a, a project in the past couple of years that I think a group of people have really pooled around, and I don't think we're gonna get that, um, again, or at least not for the next couple of years. Um, everyone's segmenting, segmenting and getting more in their lanes, and the folks that, um, were in this lane, um, a lot of them have fallen out, um, Dylan, I think, was the catalyst of kind of the discussion around a lot of greatest wrestling ever talk. Um, Parv, I like him or don't like him. Um, I think he was a big part of those talks, even if that didn't mean um, it was because he was a raging asshole um, that that happened. Um, but now Dylan's kind of more focused on um, the business of professional wrestling, which is cool, and I think that's awesome, and I know he's going to produce a lot of great stuff um, by being in the roles that he is. I um, mean, he's an excellent commentator, um, and that's been 
cool to see is this guy that um, I've known close to a decade um, on forums and as more of a lurker of forums to start and then more of a active participant. So that's been really cool. And um, I think that does... Uh, I think but his role probably would not be uh, as big uh, if a project this came about again. Um, so it's really kind of... It, it, it stinks in a way, but also like... I get it, but um, I had some notes, um, and it's kind of weird to go back and um, see where people's heads were at in 2015. Like, Chris Hero's thread is three pages, and the first uh, page and three quarters or so um, were all about his physique, and that shows kind of a bubble, as well as a real weird um, take on the importance of WWE's view of a wrestler. Um, it was just odd. Uh, I don't know if it would be called body shaming. Maybe maybe it is. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but the way that that was the kind of, oh, why didn't he uh, get in better shape for the World Wrestling Federation? Um, he really, really kind of showed his lack of dedication and whatnot. Um and very little talk about his professional wrestling ability, and I think he's a tremendous professional wrestler, obviously. Um, but the few comments you did get, uh, clearly, uh, the folks in that thread, um, were not huge fans. Um, I know Dylan was a fan, but even he was like, ah, he, at his worst, he's he's really bad. Um, but that was, I thought it was just an interesting thing to read. Um, and then Kensei. Kensuke Sasaki um, was a interesting read of his thread. It kind of shows your uh, what I thought the bubble was and what the opinion was on Sasaki. Um, I don't know if I really have a clear sense of where folks stood on him, but um, it was better than I thought it would be in a, in a lot of ways. Um, like he didn't get a lot of comments, or as many I guess as someone would suspect. Um, but at the same time, the majority of the comments were positive. Um, when I was hearing him more considered a super chop heavy wrestler, and that's all he could do, and he really couldn't sell well, yada, 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 yada. And then this thread's over here, like, yeah, he was actually, he produced a lot of good stuff. Um, and I'm like, huh, this is such an interesting take from PWO, um, because and largely considered an excess wrestler, I think. Um, and a lot of people like that, but I wasn't expecting PWO to be on board with that. But also, I mean, there's a silent majority there, because, again, it's only, like, two pages long. Um, then Minoru Suzuki, I think, was an interesting read, just because it's firmly planted in the Noah, the Pro Wrestling Noah run. And that kind of colored a lot of the thread, I think, which was, I don't know, it's kind of, in- it's fun to go back and peer into the minds of folks um, during a certain period in a wrestler's career, uh, I think can really change your perception of how good or how bad they are, or what their value is. Then the long threads, I kind of, as my last note was, those things are, when, when you see a five plus page thread, um, that's a real, that's really something. Uh, I highly recommend going into one of those if you have the time, and you're not going to need a lot of time because there's going to be a lot of, unpack from a psychological perspective, I think, most of the time, because um, tangents go in a lot of different directions. There's a lot of comparison points, despite there being a whole section of the board for those kind of topics. 
and big match reviews and sort of story arcs that, again, probably could have gone a whole other thread. It's just a lot to take in, and uh, I was looking at Kawada's, and it's just like, how did we get here? Like, I went to page four just to kind of see, hey, can I can I understand where we're at? And I was like, nope, not a, not a chance. Not a chance. Um, and I kind of went back and got up to that point. I was like, I still don't know. I still don't know. I read the whole the whole thing. Um, but again, oh, I just spilled water everywhere. Suffering Shuckatash. Uh, but it's just, I, I like that period where there's a lot, there's a communal sense of discussing professional wrestling. Um, at least for that very specific topic. Um, hopefully we can get something like that again someday, but also it burned a lot of professional wrestling fans out. So maybe it's for the best that we don't do that, and we can keep the people that we have around now, like Brock, like Quentin, like Tim, um, from Lucha Undead, from This Week in Wrestling uh, Indies. Um, hopefully we can keep these folks around uh, to discuss professional wrestling and highlight the good, highlight the bad, and sort of, and have meaningful discussions. And moving on to kind of the last point, which is probably the most contentious, odd, um, Dynamite Cup. Uh, I did an interview with Tom, who's booking that show, um, in Indiana, um, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, really good card. I think it's going to be a really fun show. Um, they're making actually some changes now. I don't know if I'll be able to highlight what those changes actually are on this show. Um, but essentially they re- released a code of conduct, um, that I had pulled up and then apparently got deleted, um, which sort of outlines rules, um, for how they're hoping or how they expect folks to behave, um, after the show. And for most people, I think it's common sense stuff. That's, but at the same time, peeps were people were very defensive about it, um, as if they were being treated like children. Like, oh, you don't think we can handle ourselves? And yada yada yada. Um, this is a charity show. Um, there should be plenty of children there. Um, but things like add to the fun, don't subtract. Um, which is sort of like, don't don't heckle for the sake of trying to get a reaction. Um, I've been to shows like that. It stinks. Um, like, it's bad. Um, where they're trying to be a part of the show in a way that um, detracts from the people around them enjoyment. No harassment permitted. Um, that's kind of straightforward. Um, let me kind of go through here. Um, don't take that energy out on your fellow attendees. Don't be, uh, rude to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Um, especially if they don't want you to. Um, but, like, assuming if probably folks don't want you to touch them. Um, following someone in a public area, verbal assaults, intimidation, um, threatening or participating in physical violence. Um, these are things seem pretty standard, and I don't think anyone that I talked to would ever plan to do these sort of things that show. Um, 
be careful of the language, don't use strong language. Again, charity show, young kids will be in the audience. Um, Chikara's had this rule for a long time. Um, and consent of photography and videography, which is an issue that kind of came up last year uh, at charity show, and um, where someone took a picture of a fan when they weren't supposed to, because that's very creepy and really a violation of privacy. Um as well as, hey, don't try to bootleg our stuff. We don't want fan can footage out there. Um, again, these a lot of these things are kind of s- either not either said before a show on the house mic or whatever um, when it's kind of going to be in a forced thing. Um, but sort it's it's real straightforward and um, it is a PDF, so I understand the f- format's a little formal than um, people would expect. Um, and it probably could have been trimmed down a bit. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what harm it did to people to kind of have, hey, here's what we're sort of expecting from our audience. Um, we'll probably have this at the show, um, but just want to kind of get out there and beforehand um, and let everyone know. Um, I, I don't know. I, if you want to be upset about it, I guess that's it's up to you. I, I I think it's it's not something I'm like, oh, I'm really glad they did that. That's the best idea I've seen in a long time. But I'm also like, okay, like to an extent that makes sense. Probably could have, I would have probably done it differently. But at the same time, um, let's I, I, in any entertainment I take a part in, um, whether that be video games or professional wrestling, I want. These, I want more companies to be transparent of expectations of um, both people in the professional wrestling show as well as the audience members, um, or at least set clear expectations. Um, I want that for work, too. I want folks to be clear up front, and um, if that means writing it out so that you feel more comfortable that you've really done all you could, um, Sure, I, I don't. I again, I don't really see the issue with it, but that was a big issue with a lot of folks. Um, a couple of promoters um, had a big problem with it, saying it was childish or um, saying that they didn't respect the audience. And I'm like, ah, there's there's too much to unpack there from the folks that said so. Um, it's just like, hey, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But kind of also brings me to something as we're pushed that 30 minute point um how we don't wrestling 100 and have some sort of guidelines of for voters um because full transparency last year a uh twitter person well, i don't know what you want to call him um vic venom justin whatever you want to say um submitted a ballot and i didn't feel comfortable including on the results um I don't like the guy on a personal level. I think he's a actually bad person. But um, then there was the whole thing with um, Mike Elgin, um, the uh, trying to uh, sort of, I, I don't know if cover up or just kind of, um, I don't want to say smear campaign. I, I don't know what the, the terminology is. I'm sorry, I'm not really framing it correctly. Um, but part of that situation to um, make Mo. Um, the victim, uh, feel less, uh, credible, um, as she was saying, um, she, there was an attempted rape, um, 
and that just made me really uncomfortable, and I'm, I don't know, I, I feel like I don't want to be stressed about something, um, like this, um, like, when I don't feel comfortable with something, I don't want that to be part of something that I put a lot of work into, um, so I didn't include the ballot, some people were real mad at me, um, which stunk, but also, um, I think I would have felt more bad, um, I would have felt bad in a year or two, um, if I included it, and it was like, you know what, I really wish I had not done that, um, so we're just gonna be sort of, hey, don't be a bad person, sort of guidelines, I don't know what to call them, um, so people don't, uh, get hot and bothered, but, um, essentially, I don't, I don't want bigoted folks taking part, I don't want folks that are, um, tweeting some real asinine stuff, um, I don't want folks that are, I'm not saying that folks aren't redeemable, um, just more so, if, yeah, I, I, I don't know what, I'm gonna lay that out there, and I apologize for not having something more formal, and not having something clear-cut, um, but after last year feeling uncomfortable, I feel like I need to put something out there that's like, hey, um, I don't want these folks, uh, these types of folks, um, participating. And I have blind spots, I'm not, so, if there's something that comes to your attention, you're like, yeah, that's, this person's actually bad, and I think that, that, uh, their participation, um, would make me uncomfortable or whatnot, so feel free to let me know, um, I know that's a slippery slope, um, so obviously I'm, I can't just be like, oh, nope, 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 but, um, I want to feel comfortable, just, uh, admittedly, transparently, um, it's most important for me, um, as I'm putting this together, um, but at the same time, um, folks have also put a lot of time in building out their lists and spreading the word, um, they should also feel comfortable, um, more or less with the folks that are participating. So, that is what it is, um, I gotta do something about that, but whatever, I suppose, um, and that's all I got. I, I just yammered on for 33 minutes, 34 minutes, and you just got a lot of nonsense. I, I don't think this was good audio, but I'm here, I did it, and it won't happen again. Sorry, folks. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. If, for some reason, you did enjoy the show, leave a review on iTunes, because that'll just help me out in the long run. But, um, thank you for listening, um, and... Typically, I would say thank you for being on, but uh, once again, it's just me. Thanks.